Yes, I feel like people will always criticize you no matter what, no matter uh, who you are and what you, what are you wearing or what are you doing. Uh, people will always criticize you. So you don't have to listen to them. You should follow yourself, your dreams and listen to only uh, yourself. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes because Ukraine is not just a former Soviet country nor Chernobyl. The new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I couldn't return to Kiev because of the pandemic, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 120 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian parliament and at the Canadian parliament to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So please support this podcast by sharing an Instagram story today and mention the page aziz.future. My goal is to make hundreds of interviews with Ukrainians from all backgrounds and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Germany and Canada, top 25 on Apple Russia, top 15 in Poland and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places. This is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a good life. So let's begin. My guest today is Yelizaveta Kutova. Lisa is a 17 years old Flex alumna from 2019-2020. She used to be part of a dance team for six years and she has a very interesting story. Lisa, how are you today? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm great, energized, and ready to play, if I might say. So I'll begin with the question that is really... No, I'll begin with another one, because I feel in my heart that the question to begin with is this. Lisa, when you truly want to enjoy the moment, to feel alive, to feel full of passion, excitement, truly alive, enjoying life, what activity or maybe a number of activities do you like to do to feel those emotions? Uh, so that's a great question. To feel those emotions, I dance. I used to be a part of a professional dance team, as you said, and this would make, like makes me feel alive, and I really enjoy this thing. Even though I don't uh, dance anymore as a part of a team, I still enjoy it as my hobby. When I have free time, I I just I love it. Great. And let's go even more in detail. And just to make sure, when you imagine and visualize something, do you see the whole images clearly and the pictures, etc.? Or it's not so clear? Uh, so when I visualize something, I see clear pictures. They're usually like bright, colorful, vivid. Many people don't can't do that. So I have to verify first. And then when you think, about dance and your favorite part. What do you see in your mind? What images that are colorful do you see? And let's explore dance and the happiness that comes through that image or scene or something happening in your mind when you think about your love and passion for dance. Uh, so when I think about this, I imagine uh, my dance competitions I really enjoy them. They're so much fun. They bring uh, my dance team and my family, friends together. Uh, this is a great experience. It's not just about competition to get uh, the first place, you know. It's more about uh, bringing people together and having fun. Bringing people together and having fun. Well, let's speak about bringing people together. What does that mean really for you? Uh, for me, it means uh, when people come to the competitions to support you, they show that they really care about you. You spend a lot of time together. Uh, you you have like uh, the same idea of uh, um, like the same vision of life, the same idea of dancing, and uh, that brings us together definitely. Thank you. So when people come to support you. They spend time with you during the competitions and they have a similar vision of life and a similar idea about dance as you have. Is this correct? Yes. And then what is that similar vision about life and dance that you have that maybe you share with us? Uh, so I share this idea that dance is... Uh, a very fun activity and uh, this is an amazing uh, uh, art it's not just like a sport it's an art for me and uh, I like uh, dancing I like this rhythm of music and uh, I enjoy it so much and uh, people who support me uh, when they come to the competition they also like this sport and uh, we love uh, we have the same uh, 
favorite like dance styles and uh, then that brings us together thank you you mentioned fun you mentioned yes. sports art and rhythm and then to focus on something you said that it's an art not just a sport explain what you mean for you personally why is it an art how is it an art and what's the difference between dance as a sport and dance as an art uh so i think dance is an art because it's not just a physical activity through dance you can express your emotions your feelings you can say something to the world you can show uh, you can tell a story with your dance and uh, it can change lives it can change so many things i think this is a powerful tool a powerful tool that can change lives and that expresses emotions and sends a message to the world well there is so much packed in there but to begin you said it's expressing emotions sending a message which implied somewhat and maybe i understood incorrectly that actually it's not the dance itself that gives you the emotion although i probably guess that it does but in that way that you expressed it it seems that dance is more about sharing emotions and giving emotions than you receiving and feeling emotions can you comment on this and whether that was correct or uh, not uh, i think it's both you receive emotion emotions when you perform uh when you go on stage and you perform your dance you definitely receive uh, positive emotions but at the same time you can uh, express your emotions through dance you can uh, yes. show how you feel you can uh, tell stories with it yes and that's why i noticed you didn't mention anything about receiving and that's why i had to verify and you said it's a tool that can change lives and you mentioned sending a message and telling a story can you explain a bit more what you mean with dance is a tool that can change lives uh so on dance competition there is such a category of uh, a dance style that called uh, uh, that is called dance show and uh, there you can uh, put uh, a story you can tell a story you can uh, um, bring up uh, like political problems ecology problems anything you want uh, love life uh, sad you can you can express so many emotions and uh, uh, tell so many things by your dance and people see this people uh, get inspired by this uh, so i think uh, that's it thank you so show dance you can tell a story emotions make a political statement or anything like that and people get inspired is this correct yes that's true how does that happen how do people get inspired and when they are inspired what do you mean by that do you mean they feel the same emotions as you or they go out and try to change the world or they just remember it as a memory they treasure or first like i said what does it mean to, to for people to get inspired by the dance and Uh, how does it happen the process of inspiring them so i think it happens uh, this way when you go to the competition or any performance uh, there are especially right now with the um, interesting situation and a lot of things happening in the world a lot of dancers uh, 
put uh, different problems, bring up different problems in their dance. Um, like I know one uh, guy who uh, made a dance about war in Ukraine and uh, people were crying after that dance. And uh, uh, in this way, people can uh, see what problems do we have uh, and maybe like realize that, especially like this example with the war, like that war is not okay and we have to end it and stuff. Thank you. And I want to go deeper with you. That's good, but still there is another level. So I'll ask from another angle, how different is it to express a message through dance show compared to poetry or writing or just telling people something? Uh, so by poetry and writing, you express your feelings and uh, your point of view by the words. And uh, uh, with dance, you express it with your body, with your body language, with your moves, with rhythm music. Now this is something interesting. As they say when they study body language, etc., they find that there are two kinds of people. There are people who are very good naturally at reading body language, but they're not good at using the correct body language, if I might say. And there are people who are very good at using it, but they don't really pay attention too much to other people's body language. Although as a dancer, you have to develop both. But I'm asking on a personal level, are you always somewhat aware of your body language, your location in space, even when you walk in the park or you're hanging out or going to school, etc.? And you display the kind of body language that you wish for and that represents the identity you want, or you don't pay attention to that in daily life at all? Uh, so actually, I pay attention to my body language. And uh, when I do something that I think that, um, that I won't be seen as that, I always, I always change that because uh, there are so many years of dancing. I learned how to control my body language. I learned how to uh, read others' body language, and I'm trying to live with it. Thank you. And there is some fear that some people put as a caveat before even teaching people about body language in normal life is that when your brain is focusing on your body language, it's not free to be in flow in the moment. And therefore, there is a bit of being reserved when it comes to speaking with others. And some people might view it as a distance or something like that because of being conscious of a process that is meant to be subconscious. So to you, do you feel you can be both in flow and aware and modifying and correcting your body language? Or did you feel that limit that as long as you're aware of your body language, there is a bit of looking at yourself that creates a bit of a distance and not so much flow with the moment as there could be without this skill? Uh, so I personally feel flow with the body language because it's just so natural to me that I don't think about it. I just, uh, um, it's like on subconscious level for me. Thank you. Even when you do something wrong and you correct it, it's subconsciously done? Uh, yes, I just, it's automatically. Thank you. And again, let's return to that image you had 
when you thought about dance and you thought about the competitions. What exactly are you doing in that imaginary scenario? Is it the beginning of the competition? Is it later when you won, etc., and you're celebrating with those you love? Is it in the middle when you're performing? Or what is there? What stage or situation is there on your mind when you think about dance and the image of the competition comes to your mind? Uh, so when I think about competitions, uh, the picture that comes to my mind is when I'm standing right uh, next to the stage and I'm going to perform. And uh, uh, I imagine that moment when I go on the stage and I see judges, I see people, I see audience, and uh, I start dancing. Great. So that moment of before, how do you feel usually in that moment? Do you feel energized, excited? nervous how do you usually feel uh, i feel super energized super excited super happy because i know that i love this thing and sometimes rarely very rarely i feel nervous brilliant and you said i love this thing so let's take it back to even more originally what is your earliest memory of dance that might be one of the memories that caused you to fall in love with dancing? I think it's uh, my first dance competition that was in Bilad Serki. Um, that was so interesting to me because before that I used to do gymnastics and that was my first ever uh, competition as a dancer, not a gymnast. So I was super excited. I was super nervous at that time. And I still remember that I got uh, the first place uh, at the disco and the second at uh, hip hop. And I was so excited. Great. So what is the difference between competing in dance compared to gymnastics? So gymnastics um, is a very strict sport. It's a very competitive. Uh, I spent, uh, I used to spend like uh, five hours every day at the gym with uh, my coach because we were preparing for some competitions and that was very hard, very stressful. I was very nervous at the same time uh, and uh, with dance, it's more fun. It's more like relaxed uh it's i i i enjoy it more comparing to gymnastics thank you and you mentioned now officially four times the word fun <laughs> so explain <laughs> what do you mean exactly by fun and what kind of things are fun for you is it always when there are people who spend time with you and support you and have similar goals are there other things that have the same emotion of fun for you and to you personally if you were to describe the things that are fun what would you say uh, so i think it's fun is something that brings you joy and happiness and you feel excited for it uh, when i dance it's not um for me fun is not only to spend time with my parents and friends who support me in the competitions it's also i could be alone uh, with the judges uh, on the stage and i will still have fun because that's just i love the, i love this scene and 
which is my favorite thing to do in the world. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, when you do something you love, that is your favorite thing in the world, when you're doing it, it's fun and it brings you joy and happiness when you're having fun. Is this correct? Yes, that's correct. So before you're excited, during you're having fun, and during also you're having joy and happiness, but also after you have joy and happiness. Is this correct? Yes, that's right. Great. And we might return to this more, but I'm curious because you mentioned that your flex story is very interesting. So we cannot speak only about dance without leaving that. Let's move to the flex story. Can you share your flex story? What's unique about it? And just tell it in a way that is fun. Uh, so... Uh, you know how there are three rounds in flex and you have to pass them and in the end of the third round you either become a finalist of the program or alternative candidate. Uh, so I became an alternative candidate and uh, I could become finalist and go to the United States by June 1st. But that didn't happen even though I wanted it so bad. That was my biggest dream. I was so inspired by this idea of cultural exchange and uh, flex program. And uh, uh, July, it was I was it was summer. I was preparing for exams. I was just uh, um, life life went life, life went down. And then uh, something happened. I was going uh, uh, to the mall with my mom, and when I was leaving uh, the mall. Uh, someone from the program called me and uh, they were like can you talk right now and I was so scared I was like no and they were like call us like in three minutes we need to talk to you and I was like okay and I was like screaming shaking I didn't know what to do and then I called them and they were like uh, so there is one girl that uh, refused to take part in this program we don't normally do that, but we really do want to take you uh, in the like in the United States in this program. We want you to become a finalist if you agree. And I started crying because uh, later they told me that this never happens. Um, and I agreed to become a finalist, like in the middle of July when everybody was preparing for their flight and they had. Like some of people already had families and a lot of students had their visas done. I had nothing, but I agreed to become a finalist. That's an inspiring story. So what I heard is you participated in the rounds of FLEX because you're inspired by the idea of cultural exchange and it's a dream for you. And you didn't make it first as a finalist. You were an alternate and then you are studying. Normally, people in June are already preparing, but life was going on. You were doing your exams, etc. And in July, you were with your mom at the mall. And then they called you. You were so nervous. They were like, can you speak now? You said, no. They said, call us back in three minutes. And you called them back. And they said, this never happens. But there was a girl who refused to participate in the flex. So are you willing to be a finalist? You said yes, even though it was logistically more difficult than everyone. And it was almost bringing back an impossible dream 
from the death to life. And therefore, that's how you got your flex ticket and story. Is this correct? Yes, that's correct. And that's great. To mix it up a little bit, are there lessons from your dance competitions that you were using and remember to stay strong when participating in Flex? And are there things from Flex experience that you would think are good lessons for your dance, any future dance competitions? Uh, so dance taught me to never give up, to never lose hope, to always believe in yourself. Because when you go on the stage, you need to be super confident. You need to believe that you're the, bo- you're the best. Otherwise, uh, judges won't believe it. So uh, I took uh, these skills uh, to Flex program uh, that helped me to show myself uh, the best way I could when I was uh, uh, writing all the like, second tour and uh, third tour that helped me to uh, um, show myself the best way. And uh, from the Flex program, I think uh, this year in the United States, it taught me to be more open to people, open to the world, to be more, um, like to never be stressed about things you can't change. And uh, that's it, I think. Thank you. And there are many things I would want to speak about and ask about, but I want to mention something specific. On stage, you have to be confident and you have to believe you're the best, otherwise judges won't believe it, correct? Yeah, that's that's like that. And in normal life, are you more of a shy girl or are you also that really confident girl? Uh, so I think it depends. Like in school, I usually am very serious and uh, I'm more like I'm super concentrated on school and studying. So I might seem a little bit shy, but uh, uh, in real life, I'm super confident and open to the world, open to the people. Now I have to ask because multiple guests said that Often they're highly emotional, they might feel very happy or very excited, etc. But in many situations, when they're not intimate with the people, their faces are very serious and they don't even do it on purpose, they don't even realize it. But for example, when they traveled abroad, people will say, Wow, why is that girl angry all the time? Well, in reality, she can be happy or excited or positive. It's just her face is very serious poker face. You said you seem serious when you're at school. So does that apply to you? Do you notice or did you notice whether in the U.S. or even in Ukraine that even though your emotions can be positive and excited, your face can be dead serious? Yes, I... I totally agree with that. Uh, so in the, I feel like in the United States, I learned how to smile and how to express my emotions because here I could be the happiest person in the world, but still uh, have, like you said, poker, a poker face. And is it something, what do you think about it? Is it something that, for example, from family, you notice that you grew up around serious faces Or what is something about Ukraine that gives a percentage of people 
that drive to have a serious face. That's definitely something about Ukraine. Uh, you can, uh, I think you could notice that when you go uh, on the street and you see people in the streets and they usually look so serious. They can be the nicest person, uh, people in the world, but they still look so serious. I don't know, there's something about Ukraine. Thank you very much. And to ask you, for the future, what kind of studies are you interested in pursuing more and more? I'm really interested in social studies like sociology or even psychology or maybe even political science. I really enjoy like social stuff. And do you think you'll study that in Kiev or nearby Cherkasy? I think I will take a gap year after I graduate high school to figure out everything, what I want and where. So I can't even tell you right now this. <laughs> Thank you. And you mentioned about Flex that you are very, very curious and interested in cultural exchange. And now you mentioned sociology, psychology, political science, which are related. And even earlier, you spoke about the importance of people in the competition supporting you, having similar ideas which all are somewhat related either to political science, sociology, or psychology. Well, can you comment on that interest? What does it mean for you? What is fascinating for you about people and politics or people and sociology? And share more. I think I, in the United States, uh, I figured out that I like this, uh, like social studies and social science. Um, because I feel like I love people, I like talking to people, I like meeting new people, and I want to uh, learn more about people, about society, and uh, how we can make a perfect society. Great. Okay, so let me give you a very cruel and difficult question. But not difficult, it's simple, but often the simplest things in life are the most difficult and challenging. If you could in your life, know everything there is about having and creating a perfect society, you will become the world's top expert on sociology, but you cannot meet new people ever. <laughs> or you can meet all the new people, you learn about them, and you satisfy your curiosity, but you're not allowed to learn about society or contribute to any evolution of a perfect society, which one would you choose if you had to choose only one and be barred and banned from the other? Oh my god, that's such an interesting question. Um, I think I would choose uh, the second option because I still want to uh, learn uh, to meet people and learn about people. Uh, maybe I would choose a different career path, but uh, that interest that I have in uh, people in society, just learning about it by myself, by meeting people, I just, I can't give it up. Thank you. And what is the most interesting part for you about meeting new people? Is it before that first moment where maybe some people are awkward, but maybe you help them ease themselves into opening up to you or is it speaking to them and experiencing their personalities and thinking wow this person is so different compared to me or to who I know and there is so 
much new stuff? Or is it thinking, wow, I learned this and this and this from this person. This can be useful in me putting into my life and into my attitude and personality to become a better person, which all are important, of course, but which of the three or more would be the most interesting part? So for me, I think the most interesting part is uh, exploring people, uh, people's background uh, to know where they're from and why they are the way they are right now, uh, what uh, shaped them as a personality, what uh, difficulties they had, or uh, what uh, their character is like. Tell me more about why is this important for you, and is it something that you notice about yourself, how your personality and character was shaped, and it was like such an experience that it made you curious about others or why is this specifically valuable meaningful and important for you uh, so i think understanding the people's background uh, helps me to understand them and uh, i the older i get the more i notice that uh, somewhere uh, like events in my life that uh, made me the way I am right now and I want to know that uh, about other people like what events what made them the way they are right now so do you have an insatiable sense of curiosity are you in general a very curious girl Yes, I'm so curious. I ask uh, uh, people about a lot of stuff. I ask teachers about a lot of things and my parents. I always want something to know new. And so why do you feel that people are the best source for you to quench your thirst for curiosity and new things? Are you also someone who is curious about books or maybe documentaries and pursuing that? or movies, or literature, or uh, anything like that? Or are people the most valuable source of new understanding for you? So I think uh, people is uh, the way to understand other things, uh, like fashion, art. Uh, I love, uh, you know, like every person is so unique and has uh, uh, their own stories. So I love to know about people and then project that on other things like books, literature, documentaries, even fashion. I definitely love to uh, project sociology and fashion. Thank you. And is there something interesting, unique or unexpected that you might remember about any person? You don't have to say their name, but it was a, almost a revelation for you to learn about. And you thought, wow, this is so interesting. I won't forget this. Uh, I think that's uh, one of my family members. And one day someone told me that uh, when they were young, um, they, like one family almost stole them. And uh, uh, like my... Uh, one of my relatives was super sick when she was, uh, she was like ill. She had uh, like the biggest, the worst illness uh, she could, there could possibly be. And uh, somehow she recovered for that, from that. And I was so surprised. I was like, wow, like if not that event, uh, there wouldn't be like me in the world right now. Thank you. And then I have to ask you, that's really valuable. 
and I would explore that, but it seems to be a negative, somewhat of a sad story. But in another way, you mentioned character. You mentioned this twice, but in a way that seems to be that everything or whatever you're learning and experiencing is somehow building character. Is this correct before I ask the question? Yeah, that's correct. So what does character mean for you and why is it valuable? So every person is unique and uh, a character for me is uh, uh, some uh, qualities that help you uh, be the way you are. You can have like very strong character, you can have like sensitive character and uh, that helps you in life. That's how you live your life. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, character is the way in many ways the personality and the attitude of the person that helps them live their life correct yes that's true and to you why is developing your character important for you as a person is it something that you think you will be more successful more happy have more fun and joy or just be stronger and less fragile or what is really one thing about character in yourself that you really try to pursue and develop almost always? Uh, so in my character, I really try and uh, pursue to build the skills uh, of uh, like never giving up and uh, pursuing my dreams and uh, uh, follow the path I want to go to and not to listen to other people, like to listen to myself more. Thank you. And is there other than the flex experience, of course, which represents this persistence, grit, patience, and self-trust and self-reliance. Well, to you, was there a story in your life or an experience or maybe a person or even a character from a movie or from literature that represented to you this persistence and building of character and never given up? That was a role model for you that inspired you to pursue this more and more? Uh, so I think my older sister is a role model for me forever and always because uh, she had a uh, kind of difficult uh, background. Uh, however, she was super in, uh, inspired by the idea of living the better life. And uh, uh, by herself, she started, she started a lot. She moved to another country and uh, now she... Uh, works for herself and she is uh, super inspiring for me because she pursued her dreams and uh, she got what she wanted to. Thank you. Your older sister who had a difficult background but she pursued her dreams and now is working for herself and made her dreams reality, correct? Yes, that's true. And tell me then, other than dance and flex, Listen to your heart and think what other topic seems to be in your heart or something that you love as well as these things that we can speak about and explore more of your character and personality. Uh, so my another hobby is uh, fashion and styling things, styling people. I love this a lot. I love to learn history of fashion uh, to learn about different fashion designers. Uh, I probably want to, in, even in my future, I probably want to uh, project my uh, sociology 
uh, into fashion, like uh, psychology of fashion. I want to learn that. This is very interesting. Two things then. One, explain how you'll project psychology or sociology into fashion. And second, it might or might not be related. But when you learn about people's characters and that their background, does that give you ideas for how to style them properly? Uh, yes, uh, I think uh, character and uh, fashion style is uh, super connected because uh, the way your character is and your background and uh, your uh, personal qualities are definitely projected on how you dress on what you wear, on what your style is. Do you believe that to be true or to be potentially true? What I mean, are 80% or more of people in the world reflecting their characters, attributes and values in their fashion? Or more, most people just dress whatever and it doesn't really match their personality? Or do you find it really true that people's outside reflects their inside more often than not yeah i feel like uh outside uh, definitely reflects uh, the inside and even when people say that uh oh i don't like these fashion trends i don't follow fashion i don't want to be uh like a fashion person i still uh, think that this is uh, this attitude still shows you as a personality Thank you. So what examples of fashion choices and style choices do you have for yourself that reflect specific character traits? And what are those character traits? For example, how do you reflect persistence and never giving up when you dress? Or I don't know exactly what you reflect and choose when you style yourself. Can you speak about that? Uh, so, uh, for example, it can be like my style, the way I dress uh, to school. I like to wear like official clothes. I like to wear like very structured uh, jackets and skirts and to be like super official, uh, like usually dark colors because uh, it, uh, it makes me feel like more confident and uh, uh, more like I came here to study and that's what I want. So to you, you like that, to be confident, to know what you want, and to go after it without hesitation and without caring if there are naysayers or people criticizing your choices because your happiness is yours and you choose it and follow that no matter what and you reflect in your clothes, everything in that as well. but you keep on going on your path towards your goals and happiness no matter what. Is this correct? Yes, I feel like people will always criticize you no matter what, no matter uh, who you are and what, you, what are you wearing or what are you doing. Uh, people will always criticize you. So you don't have to listen to them. You should follow yourself, your dreams, and listen to only uh, yourself. And since you're a psychologist or sociologist in training, why do you think people criticize those who are pursuing their goals? Uh, so there is one uh, quote I really like. Uh, you will be criticized by people 
uh, doing less than you, you will never be criticized by people doing more than you. So usually people who criticize others uh, are maybe not even doing half of, of what are you doing because uh, when you are really successful and when you are achieving your dreams, uh, you don't ha you just don't have time to criticize that uh, to criticize other people. So people who do are usually just doing less than you. Thank you very much. And this is a perfect point to ask you if there is a really good piece of life advice that you try to always remember and that your heart can feel is good to share now with the listeners. Maybe they will be impacted. What would you share that will inspire other people the same way that your dance was inspiring the audiences, sending messages through body language? Now you can use audio words to send such an advice message. I feel like my flex story and uh, flex experience uh, taught me to never give up to always believe in your dreams and uh, uh, always pursue them, not to listen to other people and uh, follow only what uh, you want. And uh, if you really want something, you will always get it. That's the fact. If there is a will, there is a way, correct? Yes, that's true. And now, if people wish to communicate with you to learn more about you, to know what you're doing, maybe during your gap year to come and share their experiences about their studies of sociology of fashion if it exists or psychology that both creates a perfect society through perfect fashion and style <laughs> what social media or links or websites are the best way to communicate with you and follow you uh, so the best way uh, to find me is the instagram it's uh, at uh, L-I-S-A, K-U-T-O-V-A, uh, Lisa Kutova. That's me. So that's the best way to find me. Thank you. I'll make sure to write it in the description. And Lisa, it was a pleasure, a privilege, and really interesting. So I wish you a great day. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you, thank you so much for inviting me. 